So we were away for a while. Yes, Florida again. This time, near the water in Delray Beach, so that was great. But also a lot of driving, including the drive itself down to Florida. A lot of driving. 18 hours in a regular car over two days. But an electric car like ours? 24 hours over two days. Most of it for us was along I-95, then more I-95. We took shifts every two to three hours, though Brian did most of it. It's not that terrible. In fact, the drive can be quite beautiful and an adventure, especially once you get past Washington, D.C. Virginia is easygoing, but then in the Carolinas, it gets to be just two lanes each way, which is a bit intense, especially with the trucks. The billboards also get angrier the further you go south. In Florida, I-95 becomes four, then five lanes each way. It's nuts. You know the road will eventually end, but before it does, it's big, wide, heavy cement. This down there is the world. Now for me, thinking about the Hudson Valley with hills, curvy roads, and stunning views, this just wasn't my world. Nine weeks later, we're driving back on I-95 North, back past the angry billboards, back through the Carolinas, making good time, even with all the electric charging stops, which is mostly at Walmarts. But unfortunately, we can't exactly go home. We're renovating the kitchen, they started the work while we were away, and at the time we were driving back, they are not done. We are prepared for this though. We get off the thruway at exit 19 in Kingston. We take Route 199 across the Rhinecliff-Kingston Bridge and drive up Route 9, which really gets my heart moving, with its one lane each way. Smaller signs instead of billboards that say, Tree City USA. This is the main drag of our road. This is our thoroughfare. This, my friends, is our world. We stop at the house to drop off our summer clothes and pick up winter clothes. There's still snow on the ground, so I find my boots and shovel a bit. I pick up the mail and check out the work underway. Kitchen looks good, but yeah, we can't live here yet. Brian leaves before me with Nora, and I get in my car, my mini electric. Yes, a second electric car. We're insane. I pull out of the driveway and back onto Route 9 to go further north. We'll stay at my in-laws for a few weeks, about 40 minutes away. So there I am, driving along. Being away for so long and on other people's roads, I miss home. What did I miss? Everything. The people, the sounds, the sights, the views, even just driving around. Have an ounce of an idiot Ordered a Manhattan And they call me a city yeah. At first it hurt my feelings But it's kinda got a ring to it When you move to the country They can tell when you're new to it I'm looking at a place But I'm trying to keep fitting in It takes too long to be a local So for now I'm a city yet and this is Sidiot, learning to live and love life in the Hudson Valley. Episode 86, Route 9. There are places I want you to see, and there are roads to get us there. And sometimes, just sometimes, that road is that place. New York State Route 9 is very central to me. 
we live right off of it. Like a quick turn over a tiny bridge built in the depression and you're at our house. This is very helpful in bad weather. First of all, it's a paved road. My in-laws and my sister and brother-in-law don't believe in paved roads. But it's also convenient because you can live in a farming community, but you're just minutes from stuff because you're just off the main road. When we first moved in, we were warned that you could hear a bit of the cars and the trucks from the house. Some people want to move to the country and hear nothing but birds. Not us. I was terrified of being out in the middle of the field. I love that we were near the main road. To these city folk, the background din of some cars going by was comforting. New York State Route 9 is the Albany Post Road, once the only major route for stagecoaches running from New York City to Albany. Route 9 goes 347 miles from the George Washington Bridge in Manhattan to an interchange of I-87 just south of the Canadian border. It's also the longest north-south U.S. highway in New York State. This episode, I will take you on a journey of my little part of it. I hope you'll explore it when you come to visit and hope you'll look twice at your own regular roads and maybe even look up their history. Thank you to my mother's friend, Gail, who encouraged this episode and a few others you might hear about this season. Let's get in the mini electric and drive. One of the coolest things you'll see along Route 9, but only if you look close, are the mile markers. Originally, mile markers were put there to determine postal rates. It was a system designed by Ben Franklin, the first postmaster general. Between Manhattan and Albany were 159 markers placed along Albany Post Road, now Route 9, and 40 in my county of Dutchess alone, and 22 of these are still preserved. The road has gone through a lot of changes to straighten it, so some of the markers are way off the main route. Our tour starts north of Poughkeepsie. Maybe you're coming from Walk Over the Hudson or the Poughkeepsie train station, visiting your kid at Vassar College, or from Beacon or Cold Spring. US 9 here is busy, even four lanes in parts. 9 is also closer to the river here. Its cousin, 9G, is east of it here, but later they will switch. Driving north, you'll pass Marist College, home of the famous Marist Paul, and then the main campus of the CIA. No, not that CIA, the Culinary Institute of America. It's a beautiful campus along the river. There are a few student-owned restaurants you can make a reservation in or just stop into the cafe. Years ago, Brian took a week-long cooking class and lived at a nearby motel. A few miles north in Hyde Park is the Presidential Library of Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And then just beyond, you'll pass the Everyday Diner, which is a classic. And then the beautiful Vanderbilt Mansion, which is another historic site along the river that you can visit or just walk the grounds of. Route 9 definitely feels more local at this point and starts to shift more inland. By now, you're just south of Rhinebeck and on the edge of Stottsburg where you'd have to turn left on Market Street to drive less than a mile into the hamlet where a great restaurant, River and Post, is. And you've got to go to Mills Mansion, which you've heard me rave about many times on many episodes. Mills Mansion is like a Downton Abbey-style mansion, set beautifully along the river. And you can walk the grounds and get access to the water, which is unique, since usually the railroad is in the way. But these people were so loaded, they got the train to run behind the house to not ruin their view and access. Back on Route 9 going, you'll pass the new hip Habitas on Hudson Hotel Getaway, which recently opened. You'll also pass Patty's Pet Palace, which Nora has not yet tried. And you'll finally, finally come into the historic, charming, and oh-so-perfect village of Rhinebeck. At the light, you'll see Beekman Arms on your left, 
named after the famous Beekman family, the inn claims to be America's oldest continuously operated hotel. Its tavern dates back hundreds of years, and they say that Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr's famous quarrel that led to the duel began in this tavern. Across the street is Le Petit Bistro, a good French restaurant. Brian and I will go there just to sit at the bar for oysters. The village is great to explore, and everyone knows it. Celebrity-owned Samuel's Candy Shop, a great Sunday farmer's market, Oblong Books. You might remember Oblong Books from the book recommendations in episode 76. Now north of the village of Rhinebeck, you'll pass on the left, Northern Duchess Hospital. And if you want to see my favorite mile marker, I finally found it, the famous 100-mile marker in Rhinebeck. It's a few minutes off Modern Route 9 on the Old Post Road. At Northern Duchess Hospital, you just turn left on Montgomery Street, and up about a mile, there's a fork of an intersection of Mount Rutzen Road and Old Post Road. And right there at the fork is a humble stone marker, the shape of a square with a triangle roof. And if you look close, you can see carved in it and very much faded, 100 miles to New York. There's a picture I took of it on the city at Instagram feed. After you find the marker, you can turn around, get back on Route 9 at the hospital, and just a little north is Co, a modern co-working space that I go frequently with gluten-free pizza available next door. And then on the right is the famous Dutchess County Fairgrounds, where the big Dutchess County Fair is every August and Sheep and Wool Festival is in the fall. Brian also runs the Fall Foliage Half Marathon in 5K, which ends here at the fairgrounds. On the northern side of Rhinebeck, before you get to Red Hook, Route 9 will again intersect with Route 9G. There's a car dealership and a creepy old cemetery. Bear left on 9G, and you'll head towards the Rhinecliff-Kingston Bridge to go to the other side of the river, or further north to the village of Tivoli. Stay on Route 9 with me, though, and you'll pass Stone Church Road, which leads to the Rhinebeck Aerodrome, which is a hoot on weekends with old airplanes flying around, and there's also a dog run next to it. But then we'll together enter my town, Red Hook. No, not the Brooklyn neighborhood, the real Red Hook. This Red Hook split off from Rhinebeck in 1812. This is where Aaron Burr ran away after shooting Alexander Hamilton in that duel. He supposedly hid out here in Maysland, also known as the Van Ness House, which is off Route 9 on Route 199. Maybe another episode on that. You'll pass a Hannaford, which is a great supermarket, and for some reason has a lot of Tesla chargers, if you are of that persuasion. Past the movie theater, you'll come into the village of Red Hook, which isn't as cute as Rhinebeck, but has its own kind of simple, basic flair. There are lots of little restaurants and shops, including Taste Buds Cafe, Annabelle's Bake Shop, and Localvore, you've heard me talk about. And on a prime corner opening up this spring is the Corner Counter, a cheese shop, which you'll hear more about very soon on City Hit. The Red Hook Historic Diner is on your right, and was once the Halfway Diner, halfway to Albany. The Elmendorf Inn, also on your right, was a stagecoach stop at this halfway point, starting after the American Revolution. North of town, longtime city at listeners will recognize a few signs. First is Rose Hill Farm, with its amazing tap room and grounds, where you can just kind of hang out all over the weekend. They have all sorts of pop-up events throughout the seasons. Further up nine, you'll see a sign telling you to turn left on Pitcher Lane to Greg Farm, which you know tons about from over multiple episodes. At Greg Farm, you can stop into the market, you can get a sandwich, or I recommend the chicken salad. You can charge your electric car. You can visit the baby goats. There's also a cidery, and you can walk the many beautiful trails that they generously put in over the pandemic and that we all use all the time. You'll probably see me and Nora there. And then on the northern end of Red Hook, is Upper Red Hook. 
an adorable hamlet where several of our friends live. Upper Red Hook became Tivoli in the 1790s, but now Tivoli is actually a village two miles to the west off the other Route 9, Route 9G. And as you leave Red Hook, just off Lasher, there's another new brewery you need to know about, Lasting Joy. It's a beautiful modern structure, also with its own tap room. Be sure to look them up on the web and see if they've got any events the weekend you're visiting. Going north on Route 9, though, you'll be excited to enter the town of Claremont, Governor Livingston's home, and home of seven generations of the Livingston family. You'll pass on the right side to see Winery which has wine tasting, and the occasional bachelorette party. Then along the west side, you'll get into their little historical district. You'll pass the site of New York's first public school. And then further north, there's a town field where I walk Nora after I go across the street to Hardy Roots Farm, which you've heard me talk about. Hardy Roots CSA, Brian and I have been a part of several years, and they have a terrific little market that you can pop into. Continue north, and you'll pass Suarez Brewery which is very popular. And then the road opens up to the town of Livingston with a view of the Catskills to the west. If you're lucky, you'll pass some signs about a turkey shoot or a religious zealot doubting vaccines. Then you'll come to the interchange for 9H and 23 for Hudson to the west or just stay north on 9H. There's an all-town fresh gas station, which is surprisingly nice with a market and a place to stop for coffee. If you stay north on 9H, you'll see MX Morningstar Farm, where I pop in for milk brand gluten-free shortbread. Eventually, you'll come to the intersection of Route 23, and you can take a left into Hudson or go east to Hillsdale and then to Massachusetts, which is about 20 minutes by car. Back at that intersection, though, if you bear left to stay on Route 9 proper, you'll head northwest, back towards the river, and hit Route 23 there. You can go to Alana Historic Site, which is amazing for a walk, a picnic, or a visit of the Stunning House, or to the Rip Van Winkle Bridge, which crosses over the Hudson to the town of Catskill and Athens. Staying on Route 9 will bring you into the city of Hudson with its long main drag of Warren Street and antique shops, coffee spots, restaurants, semi-bougie hotels, and other cute things. My eye doctor and dermatologist are here. Is that TMI? My favorite coffee spots, though, are Wild on 3rd Street and Modo along Warren. Famous Little Deb's Oasis is in Hudson, the Rivertown Lodge, the Maker, Baba Louie's Pizza, and Hudson Wine Merchants, where you can say hello to Michael and Marianne for us. And if you need electric charging, there are a few in the municipal lot near North 6th Street. I don't venture north of Hudson on Route 9 much, except if we need to rent a car, since most of the rental places are there. But if you keep going, you'll head up to the town of Stuyvesant Falls, and then into Kinderhook, the other hook, which is really adorable. And nearby is the presidential home of Martin Van Buren on 9H. You'll pass the Samuscott Market, and then come into Valachi. You are very north now, very north. So north that soon you'll hit I-90, which going east becomes the Mass Pike, and north is Albany. Route 9 keeps going another 100 miles, but I'm absolutely wiped at this point. Plus, if we're in one of our electric cars, we probably have to stop and find a charger anyway. Thanks for coming on this road trip with me to explore Route 9, the Albany Post Road. I hope it's an inspiration for you to either come up here or at least look at your own roads, the places you drive, find out their history, look for unusual markers along the road, and please take snapshots of any hilarious signs. Thanks for listening to City It, and if you haven't already, please, please vote for City It in the 2023 Chronogrammys for Regional Podcast. 
Finalist voting through May 15th, 2023. Link in the show notes and on the episode page. I'm Matt Zucker, home in the Hudson Valley, getting back in the car to take in some sights and yeah, probably run a few errands. Come visit.